0: Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Tonight, I promise you, a retrospective of Jagged Little Pill. Because of copyright, we can't play the songs, but we can talk about them. So tonight we're going to talk about 25 years of Jagged Little Pill. Why? Because it's a classic album. And it touched a lot of people from 1995 to now. So stay tuned. Dr. Zeus Podcast tonight Good evening. So why are we talking about an album that was released 25 years ago today by a woman who had already put out two albums and was on TV? Because that album impacted all of us, men, women, dogs and cats. It attracted people from all walks of life, all age groups. Remember in the lyrics, an old man turned 98. He won the lottery and died the next day. These songs are a part of us. So why are we talking about an album that was made 25 years ago? Because it's impactful. Because... Everyone I've talked to, from all, like I said, all races, all walks of life, ages, love, jagged little pill. It touched them. It affected them. It made them want to be better people. It made them want to, you know, like how Tina Turner inspires people to leave a bad situation. Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill encouraged people to feel That it's okay to let those emotions out. To let them out. So on June 13th, 1995, a former television actress, Canadian star, releases her third album. But it was a long way to get to the third album. She had put out two pop, pop albums by Canadian standards were successful. But she wanted a different sound. She began working on this new album in in Canada and needed a new feel, a new set of ears. So she moved to Los Angeles. She, meaning Alanis Morissette, moved to Los Angeles, didn't know anybody, was making demos, and then hooked up with Glenn Ballard. Glenn Ballard has worked with Aerosmith, Dave Matthews' band. Everyone you could think of, Glenn Ballard has worked with. So Glenn Ballard and Alanis Morissette got together uh, and he made these songs, or helped her write these songs, because she wrote the bulk of them. He put the guitar on them. They hired a band. And so here we are at this moment. You know, it's an interesting album. We got to look at how this album opened. You know, sometimes the way the album opens basically sets sets course for this type of storm that we're going to run into. Or is it a good storm? This is, <laughs> this is an emotional storm, a journey that she went on and we went on with her when we listened to this album. So All I Really Want opens the album in a very interesting way. It sets the tone, the wordplay that Alanis is so good at. Tongue in cheek, sarcasm, but it's realistic. This is her talking about everything that's inside her. She's getting it out. Then, of course, to the song that made her an icon. Remember, she talks about going from zero to 600 quickly. And how jarring it was When You Ought to Know Was released to radio At that time people did not Oh we have enough females on the radio We have you know Sarah McLaughlin And Melissa Etheridge But then They played Alanis Morissette And things changed Radio stations all of a sudden were playing Women back to back Garbage, Alanis Morissette, Melissa Etheridge Tori Amos All in one breath so, from you ought to know, which really became the "you're so vain" of the generation. People wanted to know who is the song, is it about Uncle Joey from Full House? No. The lyrics were painful, heartfelt, and they were raging. This was a beautiful catharsis on her part. You know, I mean just the opening, I want you to know that I'm happy for you That's so for some people that's hard to say for Alanis Morissette it became her anthem my favorite though is did you forget about me, Mr. Duplicity I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner there was a slap in the face, how quickly I was replaced and are you thinking of me when you fuck her now remember when she played that at the Grammys that was muted, okay from Perfect, which is a beautiful guitar woven song, Hand in My Pocket. Hand in My Pocket, that video, I remember seeing that video. There's this woman driving this car in this parade. She's talking about she's got one hand in her pocket and the other one smoking a cigarette. I thought, okay, that wordplay, I, I fell in love with her at that moment. I went, who is this person? Right through you, another song about... You know um, Letting it out She let it out I love how in the lyrics She says You just they Look at my ass And play golf for a while um, She has a truth About her lyrics Forgiven Which is a beautiful song I love watching her do it live I've never seen her live But the videos of her You know, people I think just thought Oh, there's this woman that's alternative And she's screaming No, 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 no You listen to Forgiven And you get the range of her voice It's so beautiful So powerful I mean, and then you learn Which is, you know, um my favorite of that is I recommend walking naked in your living room she you know letting people feel free that's what she's talking about it's just I think this freedom the catharsis of putting this album together that she did it it's truly beautiful head over feet um you know uh My favorite line from that, because I can identify with this, is you're my best friend that I've ever had. Best friends with benefits that you can... (laughs) That's all I'll say, you know. Mary Jane, it's beautiful. It's, you know, got an old type of feel. And ironic. Ironic. Okay, so she'd been nominated for 9 Grammy awards. She won 4. She won Album of the Year in 1996. 1996, Ironic becomes a hit. The next year she's nominated for Record of the Year for Ironic. Ironic Ironic was her second anthem. You know, she had these great There are so many great songs on this album that I'm surprised that Classic Albums hasn't put out a a documentary of it yet, you know. It's impactful. I mean, it Rolling Stone gave it a weird review. I don't think, I think Rolling Stone often has their heads up their asses. You know, they just want this and that. When it comes to female artists, they don't truly respect them like I think they should. Not the doctor. I can relate to because people are always talking to me like I'm a shrink, and it's like no. But I love the I love the flow of Not the Doctor, the the wordplay, wake up, the bass on that. You know, she had a pretty good band that followed her you know that played with her on tour i mean the whole album is cohesive and then you ought to know which is uh, a different mixed version the jimmy the saint blend and then in your house so jagged little pill comes out okay becomes this phenomenon i remember the end of the year everyone was talking about you ought to know everyone so then it gets nominated for all these Grammy awards. It wins 4 of them. I think the big headline was that year that Mariah Carey didn't win. Person, here's the thing. I like Mariah Carey personally though. She didn't put out the great the best album of that year. Jagged Little Pill was the best album of that year. So I think, you know, when people go back and listen to Jagged Little Pill, cuz I'm going to be truthful with you, they're not they're maybe about Two or three good songs on Daydream by Mariah Carey. If you, what I just mentioned with Jagged Little Pill, there is maybe about 10 good songs or 12 out of the 13. Okay. A cohesive album. So the album comes out. She becomes this massive superstar. She talks about, she didn't laugh for two years because this, you know, the success of that album really impacted her. Not in a in a positive way, but in a weird way. But then, you know, you look at the album 25 years later, and she's proud of the album. She made the album that she wanted to, her intention. You got to think about it. She had put out two albums in Canada, two pop albums, and then drastically changed her sound and came to Jagged Little Pill. It became a phenomenon. Now, the sad thing is, I think the follow-up, people were... I, I remember being in high school. People were... Anti- I was a senior that year. People were anticipating the the next album after Jagged Little Pill, which turned out to be um, former Infatuation Junkie. Former supposed Infatuation Junkie in 1998. Thank You came out. Uninvited came out from the City of Angels soundtrack. I remember girls... And guys in high school who thought the song Bitch by Meredith Brooks was Alanis Morissette because the anticipation was high for the follow-up to Jagged Little Pill. So Thank You became a hit. Uninvited became a hit. She won two Grammy Awards for Uninvited for Best Female Rock Vocal and Best Song from a Movie. Or no, was was it? I think so. It wasn't My Heart Will Go On. I hope not. But anyway... I could be wrong, I could be right. Please correct me. <sighs> now, yes. Um, some people were not happy with the follow-up to Jagged Little Pill. So here's the thing. When you've made an album as successful as Jagged Little Pill, really do you do you you can't, you know, I think people want to duplicate success it's like when janet jackson put out control and people wanted her to do a control too she did rhythm nation which in my opinion was a better album so you know the the more angst the beauty of this album I mean, yeah, there was going to be a world tour. I don't know about now, but, you know. The legacy of this album is just so amazing. It truly is amazing. And you think about where you were the first time you heard You Ought to Know or Hand in My Pocket or Ironic so yeah, um, Morissette's success with Jagged Little Pill was credited with leading to the induction introduction of female singers such as Shakira, Tracy Bonham, Meredith Brooks, and the early 2000s Pink, Michelle Branch, and fellow Canadian Avril Lavigne. American singer Katy Perry cites Jagged Little Pill as a significant musical inspiration and opted to work with Morissette's frequent collaborator Ballard as a result. Perry stated, oh God, Katy Perry, Jagged Little Pill was the most perfect female record ever made. That's a very strong, it shouldn't just be a female record though, Katy. <laughs> it's a record. It, it crosses beyond gender. Okay? I think that was Alanis' intent, intention. So Jagged Little Pill sold 16 million albums in the U.S. Worldwide, 33." million albums that's thriller numbers right there okay it's a beautiful album album of the year 1996 at that point she was the youngest female artist to win album of the year that record was broken in 2010 when taylor swift won album of the year for fearless and then this year That record was again broken when Billie Eilish, who maybe we could say is a daughter of of Alanis' sound, um, won album of the year at the Grammys. But it's not just about that, though. It's about the impactfulness of Jagged Little Pill. You know, I remember watching a movie with Kate Winslet and she's playing Alanis Morissette. She's going on this journey. That was the beauty of that record. It sent people on a journey. That's why we're talking about Jagged Little Pill. 25 years later, I wasn't much of a rock person. I only listened to Soundgarden and Stone Temple Pilots. Here comes Alanis Morissette. I was like, whoa, who is this person? She was so mysterious. You know, very rarely did she give interviews. She just got up there and sang. And that's the beauty of it. You know? So to Alanis Morissette and to women all over and men all over the world who are hurt, who are angry, put on jacket little pill. It truly will help you. Unpleasant dreams. Thank you, Alanis Morissette. Well, thank you, India. But, you know, One of my favorite lyrics from Jagged Little Pill is, of course, you know, um, (laughs) what does she say? I'm baptized Catholic. I'm not practicing Catholic, but she's like, you know how us Catholic girls can be. Hey, 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 we make up for so much time. A little too late. (laughs) Unpleasant dreams.